you ladies and all God's people said. Amen. If you have your Bible, you can turn to Job 3. We'll look at Job 3 in just a moment, verses 25 and 26. Obviously, my voice is not at 100%. It was <clears throat> better this morning and not now. And so it's getting worse, and I apologize. We'll just get through together. When peace seems so elusive, when peace seems so elusive is our sermon title for tonight. Peace is elusive for many people. True peace, though, a peace that passes understanding, only comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. I know there can be moments of peace in people's lives. There can be a peace in the country. There can be peace in the world. But true peace only comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ because only he can solve our problems. But in Job chapter 3, we read these words, verse 25. What I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. I have no peace, no quietness. I have no rest, but only turmoil. What a heartbreaking uh, announcement, isn't it? That there is no peace in his life. But yet, you and I would agree there are times in our lives where we would feel and say the same thing. For so many, again, peace is elusive. Throughout the world, I think, at, on, and on this very day, there are civil wars, aren't there? We know there are wars. We see them every night. We know major countries are in wars as, as well as other countries. There are border wars. There's injustice. There's persecution. And innocent people are being hurt. I think you even look at the news in our life constantly each night on the news, reports of varying crimes. Some of those can cause unrest. People get upset because of things that people say. I think... When we look at our state, we can see that there's issues that people discuss about job loss or lack of employment opportunities or, or traffic problems or road rage or violent crimes or social disorder. If you'll watch television, you'll think that we're coming apart at the seams. And maybe we are. I don't, I don't know. I, I can't see the future. But I do know that we are at times a people who is restless, unable to rest. Now, I'm not talking about at night when you can't go to sleep, although that might be a symptom. <laughs> it might show you there's something going on. I, I'm, I'm the kind of person I can't turn off my mind at night. And so it's just, it's always been that way. If, if there was somebody up in the house, I was awake. You know, uh, I just, I'm just that kind of person. But maybe it's the kind of thing that keeps you awake that doesn't give you peace, whatever that is. You find, I think, in your search, even on the computer, if you can stomach it, <laughs> that all the news that comes up automatically, I, I, I flick past and try to move forward because the worst thing possible is the first thing they put on the lead, isn't it? Tonight, it might be a fire in Hawaii. Uh, when we were down in Texas last week, it was a fires that were in Texas last week. Uh, it might be a shooting at some school. It might be something else. and It, it might be personal struggles. 
I think even in your close relationships. If I might mention Facebook, a lot of people spend a lot of time on Facebook, and as they go there, they, they're updated on the struggles of their friends. A lot of people that I see on Facebook are posting problems that they're having and asking people to pray for them or issues that they or their church or their family are going through, and will you pray for us? Will you repost this or something like that? I think that is an example of the frustration and the lack of peace that's evident in people's lives. That they just find that frustration to the level that they just want to scream because they cannot find peace. I think if you take a poll of everybody here at church today, I think we would find our own list of things that rattle our cage and keep us stressed to the max. It's just who we are. We're people, and we're affected by the emotions that come upon us. Maybe there is somebody here today that would agree with Job. I have no peace. I'm in turmoil. I hope it's not an overview of your life. I hope it's not what your life is continuously. But you might agree, I'm in a moment of turmoil. I'm wrestling with something. So what do we do, really? What, what do we do with ourselves when we're f- faced with this disarray? I, I consider it to be a spiritual, serious spiritual matter. It's not merely a personality issue. I mentioned that I can't turn my mind off at night. Uh, personality thing is just how I am. But what I'm talking about is a spiritual issue where we cannot find peace where we are. We cannot find the peace that passes all understanding. And I hope that as we read these words from God's book, from his Holy Bible, that tonight we can find a semblance of peace when we try to look. So number one, when peace is elusive, trust is essential. When peace is elusive, trust is essential. Without trust, there can be no peace. We can't trust. If we can't trust God, we can't have peace. If we can't trust one another, we can't have peace. Without trust, there's no peace. You'll, you'll see that over and over again. I've alluded to the verse, Isaiah 26, 3, that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. It's there, isn't it? It's right there. How do I keep? I trust God and I have peace. I believe that God is doing what he's supposed to be doing in my life and if I have to wait on God or if I have to beg God or whatever it is I need to do to to talk to God to work it out in my life I at some point must trust God that he is sovereign enough to control what all's going on I think that if I keep questioning the way things are and blaming God or other people then the issue is trust When peace is elusive, trust is essential. I hear words like this. I trust no one. I know people are like that, right? I don't trust anybody. Who can you trust? I've heard that. I don't believe anything he or she slash says. I've heard that. I've lost all trust. What happened to the days when you used to be able to trust people? I've heard all those expressions. 
and, I, and I've heard them all my life about different people in different places. There's a former TV commentator uh, reported that uh, you can't trust anyone else, uh, so trust us. And it's trustdale.com. <laughs> you know, it's trying to get an inroads into you believing in somebody. When our lives are filled with anything but peace, we will try a variety of things, won't we? We'll try something to find peace. We'll go to the doctor and we'll get tranquilizers. <laughs> We'll go to Olive Garden like I did yesterday and find food. Felt pretty good after that meal was over with, yeah. But it only lasts for that meal. We'll do it through escape. We'll do it through entertainment. We'll do it through running, exercise, meditative thoughts, positive thinking. We'll find something. I always find it interesting. The self-help section in bookstores is larger than the religious section. And that's the whole religious section. I'm not just talking Christian. Because we're looking for something. We're trying to find peace. But what about prayer? We talked about prayer this morning. When, when we pray, it is said that endorphins are released in our mind. And stress and strain become less physically. There's truth. They, they put things on us and heart, respiration, electrodes, and, and they see that in a person. Almighty God himself gives you peace when you pray. We need to say things like, Lord, I trust you. I, I give this to you. All things that are, are not at peace in my life, I release to you. I give them up. I offer them up to you. I trust that you can handle all these matters so much better than I could. I believe in you. Trust is essential. The end result of, I think, faithfully praying that type of prayer is that God will fill you not only with peace, but I believe hope. I, I, peace and hope are different. Peace is I, I don't feel any stress. I'm, I'm at ease. I'm at calm. But hope is it will continue. I can continue to hope. I can continue to believe that God is there. I look in Romans and 15, 13 says, May God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Old Testament, New Testament, trust in God and find peace. It is a message that is throughout the Bible. Trust in God and find peace. Trust is essential. I think also there's another key ingredient to finding peace. And that is peace only comes to those who pursue it. Peace only comes to those who pursue it. I wish peace was like a gentle rain that I walk outside and all of a sudden, ah, peace. We left last uh, week, Monday, to go to Texas to see the granddaughter and uh, the, the other people who are secondary <laughs> I mean come on grandparents let's let's be honest I love my daughter I love my son-in-law but we went to see the granddaughter oh, come come on come on yet it was 66 degrees when we left the rain was here and I was at peace <laughs> driving but 
but as I went down, 60, 70, 80, 90, by the time we got there, it was 105 degrees, you know. I lost my peace. <laughs> it was gone because of the situation. But to find true peace, I have to pursue it. It doesn't, unfortunately, fall like a gentle rain. The Bible says in Psalm 34, turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. By the way, I don't make stuff up, folks. This comes from the Bible, right? I want you to understand, this comes from God's word. I don't just preach my, I think this is the way it is. I'm kind of familiar with the book. And in it, I find things that speak to me and hopefully speak to you. And the Bible says that peace has to be pursued, chased. A beginning point, I think, is trusting God. But then I have to pursue it. I have to intentionally live in a manner where I aim for peace, not turmoil. I have to have a plan that's different than everybody else. Because not everybody wants peace. A lot of people like it. I remember a number of years ago, one of the political issues that happened around 9-11 was that one of the political parties got upset that it didn't happen on their watch because they couldn't capitalize on the chaos. I just couldn't believe that. I heard people saying that. Oh, if we had only been in charge at that time, then we could have dealt with this. And they, they seemed excited to be able to deal with the chaos. It made sense to me. Not everybody wants peace. They want turmoil. I think at the beginning of the day, your plan ought to be something like in your prayer life, release everything to God. God, this is a new day. I got stuff going on, but I'm going to let you have everything because I'm not in control. I need to prepare by reading this word, this, this book, and looking for directions and wisdom in the day. I pray, I prepare, I praise. I don't know if you sing or you whistle or you hum or whatever it is you do to praise God. Maybe you walk around the house and you sing or, or you sing with songs on the radio that are religious or tapes or something like that. One day I was in the house and a worker was in there and I was whistling some religious song, you know, I don't even remember what it was now. And then a few minutes later, I heard him whistling it in the other room. It caught on. I, I think when I pursue peace, it's contagious. When I'm trying to find peace and other people know that I'm pursuing peace, they'll want to pursue it with me because they want peace too. Then with the peace that passes understanding. I think we also need to not only pray, prepare, and praise, but protect peace. Peace is delicate, isn't it? It doesn't take much to upset it. Uh, we have one of these uh, Christmas decoration things that you, you, you stack it and you put a little bitty tea candle underneath and, and you light the tea candle and it spins, and it's been so it's angels and stuff like that but man getting that thing balanced to start the process i have to do it two or three times because it falls off and then and then it's like you know people are running through the house don't run past that too fast or you'll blow it off you know it'll, it'll just the air it's so delicate i think we have to do our best to help the lord protect the peace around us 
I do that from the thoughts and influences which would destroy that peace. That includes negative comments, angry responses, bitter feelings, unforgiving attitudes, and destructive behavior. I have to protect myself from those things or I won't have peace. There are always people trying to not have peace. And they want you to be as miserable as they are, I think. Peace only comes to those who pursue it. I think trust is essential. I think peace only comes to those who pursue it. And thirdly, I think Jesus took our pain to give us his peace. Jesus took our pain to give us his peace. Isaiah 53, 5 says, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. I read that verse, and it was through what Jesus did on the cross, I find peace. I mean, I I mentally know that, but I have to go back and and look at Jesus on the cross and imagine what he did. I've I've told you before, in in our house, uh, I have uh, crosses. They decorate rooms in the house because I want to remember. One of those in the bedroom is a crucifix. A lot of people don't believe in crucifixes. They see it as a certain religion. But to me, it's a reminder of what Jesus went through on the cross. I don't mind looking at that because it makes me thankful. I don't see that as as Catholicism or some other religion. I look at that as a reminder of Jesus paying the price for my peace. And so every morning when I wake up, right across the wall from me is a cross. And behind me is a picture of a guardian angel with two kids walking across the bridge. You know that picture? That I am surrounded by with images that remind me of the peace of God, what he did for me and what he does for me, how he protects me. I look at Isaiah and I am reminded of that. Peace begins with our Savior. It's about him. It's not about us. Peace only comes through him. He loved us that he died in our place. As a result of that, peace replaces the damage sin does to me. And sin does damage, doesn't it? Damages who we are, deflates us, it it, it twists us. But peace from God fixes us. He cares about me. He loves me. He loves you. And he he wants you to be at peace. There are consequences to sin. You know that. I know that. But allow the peace of Christ to to lead you through the challenges that you face and that I face, that we might reach the peace that he offers us. We have to let go but recognize that he paid the price for our peace. I cannot get it on my own is the point when I say that he paid the price. I have to recognize it took him dying on the cross for me to have peace with God. It took him dying on the cross for me to have peace with you. It took him dying on the cross for me to have peace with everybody else out there. It's only through his pain on the cross that we have peace. 
life is filled with difficulty and storms. But who was it that stood in the midst of the boat and said to the storms, Peace, be still. And the same Jesus that calmed the storms can calm the storm in your life and give you peace as well. His peace counters every storm. Whatever storm you have, his peace covers every sin. His peace calms every fear. And we have to find in our faith in Jesus that peace by accepting what he did for us. If we want to experience that peace, it's going to only be through Jesus. Well, I think there's a fourth thing. And you might imagine this, the turmoil that Satan brings will ultimately be replaced by the peace that only Jesus gives. I'll say that again. The turmoil that Satan brings will ultimately be replaced with the peace that only Jesus gives. You do have someone working against you. You know that. The Bible says our, our problem is not each other, it's what? The, the principalities, the powers in the air. It, it's, it's Satan fighting against God's will still until the very end, trying to eke out you, your soul, your influence, your capability, your progress. He wants that squashed. And I need the peace of Jesus to overcome that. John 13, or 16, 33 says... I have told you these things so that you that in me you may have guess what peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart I've overcome the world Romans 16 20 says this the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet the grace of our Lord Jesus be with you it's all about that whatever Satan can throw at me whatever storm he sticks in my life however he uses people to influence me or to control me or to confront me, God is still in control and can give peace in the midst of that storm. It makes no difference who they are or what's going on. But I have to constantly be reminded that we as believers are in a battle. Uh, When I think that I can slide, I'm in trouble, right? When I think that, oh, that's over with. I don't have to worry about anything now. No, it's not how it works. There's always going to be something in our lives. But the great news is there can be peace in the midst of the storm. Whatever Satan throws at me has no recognition over the peace of God. He cannot overcome it. He can confront it, but he can't overcome it unless I give in, unless I throw in the towel. Unless I don't fight, unless I don't pray, unless I don't prepare, unless I don't protect, then it comes. Jesus called him what? The prince of this world for a good reason, John sixteen eleven. This world is his domain. That's where he attacks us. That's where he rears his ugly head. That is, though, where his power is limited. He's got this place, but guess what? God's power overarches all, and he can break into this place and give you peace ultimately he will be destroyed the law be over with but until that time evil is not going to be gone and there will be points at which we will be in turmoil and we need jesus 
Jesus said it, in this world you will have troubles. That's the way it is. I can fight against it. I can rail against it. I can get upset about it. I can be depressed about it. Or I can say, God, give me peace through it. Help me to trust you to give me what I need. Only Jesus can give you the peace that you crave, so quit striving to find it anywhere else. I think sometimes we're, we're told by the world, well, if you're not at peace, the problem's you. And you need to do something, you know, again, exercise, entertainment. No, no, no. Only God can give peace. Only God can give peace. Only God can give peace. It's not like if I do something different, I'll find peace. I have to pursue it with God, but only God can give peace. I'm going to share with you a story. Her life was anything but peaceful. She was born as a result of a terrible rape as a teenage mother. Her childhood, she never lived anywhere more than a year at a time. She was married at age 13. Yeah, it was the South. (laughs) She eventually became involved in a carnival and later discovered she had a singing voice and an acting ability. She became a famous blues singer and a jazz singer in the 1920s and the 1930s. She became an actress and she was only the second African-American to be nominated for the Academy Award in, in the film Pinky. Somebody already knows who it is. She was nominated for an Emmy in 1962 because of an episode on Route 66. I remember watching that as a kid. 1994, they put her face on a 29-cent postage stamp. And yet, through all that, she had personal turmoil and unrest. She was married three times, serious health problems, finally turned to the Lord for peace. And Ethel Waters was her name. You may know her, as I did, initially through the Billy Graham crusade. She would sing on the crusade. And, and one of the songs that she was asked to sing over and over again by Billy Graham was, His Eyes on the Sparrow. You may know the song. I do. Whenever I am tempted and clouds arise, whenever songs give place to sing, whenever hopes within me dies, I draw closer to him. From care he sets me free. His eyes on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. His eyes on the sparrow... I know he watches me. Why should I feel discouraged? Why should I shadows come? Why should my heart be longing or lonely and long for heaven and home? Why Jesus is my portion, my friend, constant friend is he. His eyes on the sparrow, his eyes watching me. His eyes on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Let not your heart be troubled. His tender word I hear. Resting on his goodness, I lose my doubt and fear. Though by path he leadeth me, one step I may see. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. When I hear that song, 
I am reminded that I can find the peace that passes understanding in Jesus. Why? Because I know he watches me. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we come to you and our life is anything but peaceful at times, God. We need you. We need you to help us to reorganize our life, to trust you, Father. We need to recognize that trust is is something that has to be pursued, that it only comes from Jesus and that Satan cannot overcome that peace that passes understanding even though he will try. Lord, we are a people who needs your peace. We beg for your peace. Help us to pray for it, to prepare for it, to, to nurture it and protect it so that the world can have peace too. We ask it in Jesus' most holy name. Amen.